0: Hello addicts, non-addicts, and supporters, and welcome to the Diary of a Young Addict podcast. I'm your host, Mare, and I'm a 22-year-old recovering addict with four years clean from drugs and alcohol. This podcast is all about recovery from addiction and what that looks like as a young person. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please reach out to the SAMHSA National Helpline. There's help available 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Please call 1-800-662-4357 and let's get you some help. Welcome to episode 9 of this podcast, you guys. It's kind of crazy how far this thing has gone. And then I've kept up with it. I'm like really proud of myself. But so like what I wanted to talk about today, you know, like the new year just happened, Christmas just happened, kind of Thanksgiving just happened too. And I thought a really good topic would be to talk about how do I stay clean during the holidays. And then like, I went through some stuff recently, like that I've really been upset about. Um, and then I was like, well, maybe I should just do this on how to stay clean during hard times. I think it's very easy to forget that recovery doesn't promise us, you know, like the car, the girl, it doesn't promise us the house, you know? The only thing that recovery promises us is that an addict, any addict can stop using drugs, lose the desire to use and find a new way to live. It basically is just promising us freedom, right? Like that's all we can expect from recovery is freedom from active addiction. So basically what I'm trying to say is that recovery doesn't promise us that everything's gonna be rainbows and butterflies and unicorns, you know? Hard things still continue to happen and they will always continue to happen no matter what. The only difference now is that i have the tools to get through these hard times and i have other recovering addicts who i can lean on who have most likely been through what i'm going through it's actually funny because the reading today at the meeting i went to was about like how your family is and all about like your family and like going home and being in recovery and so you know like i know my situation I know i'm very blessed with my situation you know um some members of my family are in recovery neither of my parents use drugs or alcohol really so that's really nice and they're so supportive of my recovery and have been since the very beginning they've always been like my biggest fan and i'm aware that not everyone has that luxury and that like you know going home for some people during the holidays might look like they have to be around alcohol or have to be around people who are using drugs and that are high. So, you know, I can't share from my own experience about my family not being clean, but I can share that I have been in times where I'm around people who are using when I'd rather not be, but you know, I can't control other people. And what I really like to do is always drive myself. I always like to have my car so if I tend to feel the slightest bit of uncomfortable. I can leave and I can go home or I could go see a friend or I can do whatever I need to do to keep myself okay. Or you know, like if leaving isn't an option for whatever reason, you can always just call another addict, call someone in recovery and just let them know what's going on. It always helps me to just be able to talk about it and get it out. And like, if you have a sponsor, you can always call your sponsor. That's a great person to share anything with. And if your sponsor isn't available or you don't have a sponsor, like I said, you can always just call a friend. So like, I'm talking about how this looks being in uncomfortable situations, right? But this is how I get through struggles too. If I'm going through something, I know that I need to share about it. And that could be going to a meeting, that could be calling my sponsor or another recovering addict or friend. That could be doing step work, it could be journaling, it could be praying about it. I have all these tools right at the touch of my fingers. So what it usually looks like is I'm going through something that I'm really struggling with and I'll call my sponsor and then she'll tell me Meredith you're being selfish Meredith you're trying to be in control Meredith you're an obsession you know like she'll point out these things to me and most of the time just what I have to do is realize that this is my disease acting out and usually I just have to give it to God and surrender it to my higher power And you know, as addicts, we love to be in control. We love to think that we know what's best for other people, right? And the fact of the matter is we can't control other people. We can't make them do anything. And that's something I constantly have to remind myself of. And sometimes like when I feel like I'm being in control or sometimes I don't even know what feelings I'm feeling at that moment, my sponsor will tell me to journal about it or or sometimes I might pray about it. And you know, my sponsor doesn't always give me, she doesn't always tell me what I want to hear. And that's okay, because guess what? One of the spiritual principles in recovery is being open-minded. Like today, I try and look at things from different perspectives. I try and see other perspectives besides my own and understand where other people are coming from. And that doesn't necessarily mean I have to agree with them and like why they're acting the way they're acting or whatever but I do try and understand where they're coming from and sometimes just understanding that and seeing that can help me act accordingly. Because when I see someone acting a way I don't agree with or making a choice that I don't agree with or I don't think it lines up with my values or whatever it is, I can be a little less harsh if I understand why they're thinking the way they're thinking or if I just hear them out Like maybe I don't understand everything that's going through their head, right? Maybe I don't know everything that's going on in their life because I guarantee I probably don't. So hearing them out and just like maybe being like, well, can you tell me why you believe that's okay? Or can you tell me why you're thinking like that? Because I just don't agree with it. You know, like sometimes they can share something with us that'll help us understand where they're coming from a little bit more and meet them where they're at. So right, the whole topic of this episode is about how I stay clean during hard times. And just because I deal with all this one way doesn't mean it's the right way or the way that anyone else does it. It just means that's what works for me and all I can do is share my experience with you because I know what's worked for me. So, you know, I'm an addict and part of being an addict is being selfish, right? Being obsessive being compulsive. And, you know, sometimes when I get into conflict, I immediately wanna go do all this feral, crazy stuff and act out on the way my emotions are at that moment. And, you know, like I used drugs to hide my emotions and my feelings, right? So I feel like, I feel a lot stronger than normal people do. And so when I get upset, I know that I feel these feelings a little bit stronger. So, and I'm not gonna say I'm perfect, but what I try to do is, if I'm feeling some type of way, I won't, like usually I just have to remove myself from the situation. A lot of times I will just walk away if it's in person because I know that the way I'm gonna act in that moment right after whatever has happened that's upset me has happened is not gonna be the way I need to respond. So usually I just remove myself from the situation And let these emotions subside a little bit let them calm down a little bit and that doesn't mean that like i won't be upset anymore that my feelings aren't still hurt or that i'm not still mad or whatever but maybe i'll have a little bit more clarity in my thinking and like and in those times like i can reach out to other people like is what i'm feeling normal you know what i mean so i've kind of talked about differences of opinion right like i said Let's try and understand where someone else is coming from. Let's ask them why they're coming from that place. We've also covered conflict um, and where sometimes you just need to remove yourself from a situation temporarily. So um, you can think a little bit more clearly, right? But there are plenty of other struggles that are possible to deal with in life, right? We have people dying, especially like family members. That would be a really big struggle for me um losing a job we have struggles where we that we cause a problem to happen right like i said we're not perfect but that's also where the immense process comes into play when we get on step nine and if you don't understand what i mean when i say step nine i will be making an episode about the 12 steps just for education purposes another struggle that we could have is money problems or relationship problems and conflict could fall into that category. One of my biggest struggles in recovery is loneliness and boredom because you know like I'm a college student and sometimes my disease gets in my head and when I'm not doing anything and I'm just sitting at home alone I like to think like oh well all these people my age are at a frat party or at the bars having fun like I could be in a circle right now passing a blunt like oh that's true camaraderie and community right there and i'm like no meredith my second my my recovery thinking has to come in and play and remind myself that the people that were in my active addiction the people that were my friends in active addiction were not my real friends when i got clean they never reached out to me anymore (laughs) and so i mentioned boredom right and you know some things I like to do when I'm bored just to solve that emotion. Sometimes I'll take my dog to the dog park. Sometimes I'll read a book I've been really wanting to read. Sometimes I'll do step work. Sometimes I'll just take a nap. Sometimes I'll just take myself on a little date to somewhere I've been wanting to go. And I hate to admit it, but of course, I'll, I could just scroll social media for hours too to keep myself from being bored. And sometimes, like, another hard time could look like you're new in recovery and your thinking is just starting to say, like, oh, I don't have that much time clean, I've been clean for three days, It, it's not that big of a deal, I can just start all over, right? Because you might be dealing with cravings and shame from that relapse, and that's totally understandable. But I like to think about it as a cycle, and I probably have mentioned this before, but you know, you, you relapse, right? And then you feel the shame. And you don't want to feel that shame and you don't have that long clean yet, so you just use again. And then after that use, you've relapsed again and then you feel the shame again and then you want to just use again to cover up that emotion. You know, like we don't want to get stuck in that cycle. One of the beautiful things about recovery is stopping that cycle. But the definition of recovery is an active change in our ideas and thinking, right? So, If that's you, if you're struggling with that shame and relapse and not a lot of time clean, we gotta change our ideas and thinking. we gotta do something different. Why not try to reach out to some people who support your recovery and don't use? Why not try a 12-step group? Why not try some therapy? You know, there's so many different options of ways we can try. Another thing I don't think people necessarily think about when they think about struggles or hard times is dating. So, you know, you say I match with this really hot guy on Tinder and I have, you know, like, I'm so excited for this, It's I'm, I'm ready, he's exactly what I want, et cetera, et cetera, things are going great. And then he's like, hey, do you want to grab drinks? That can feel a little intimidating, right? Like maybe I don't want to tell people, maybe I don't want to tell this person yet that I'm in recovery and that my life is unmanageable and that I wreak havoc when I'm using drugs and drinking. So sometimes I'll just be like, well, how does coffee sound? Can we just grab some coffee? And I have a boyfriend now, but, but I'm going to be completely transparent with y'all. When I'm dating someone, I get insecure that they don't really like my recovery. They don't like the fact that I'm sober is what I mean. Um, I get insecure that they will want to go to a concert and they don't want to bring me because I won't be as fun because I'm not drinking or that it's kind of weird that I'm not drinking and everyone else is and all this other stuff. I just get insecure that we maybe me and my boyfriend will never have drunk sex, you know what I mean? And that he tells me that, oh, he really respects my recovery and that I don't use drugs and how amazing it is. But maybe he doesn't actually feel that way you know my disease starts getting in my head and the fact that it does bother him or something and with relationships comes the possibility of a breakup how bad can a breakup hurt you know like that stuff can literally physically hurt your heart and we don't want to feel that right so sometimes as addicts Um, We get the urge through breakups to just want to go and get drunk or get high or do anything to just stop this pain, essentially, right? And so that's one of the moments that I really, really, really lean on my friends as much as I can. And I talk about it. I have a therapist that I talk to. I share at nearly every single meeting I go to and i mean i've been in a couple relationships in recovery and i've made it out clean many 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 people have been through anything that you could possibly struggle with you know and plenty of them have made it out clean i guarantee you if you go to a meeting and you share that that you're struggling with this someone will come up to you after the meeting and be like hey i've been through the same thing here's what i did and i always listen to what they say and i always take suggestions that are given to me let me also just bring up that at least my 12-step program um suggests that you don't get into a relationship a romantic relationship within one year of clean time because you know like it doesn't exactly say why i don't think but just like you don't have the tools you, you don't have the resources that you need yet you don't know you don't have the pattern of what to do when something goes wrong you know what i mean my boyfriend just happened at this moment to send me this new Russ song and it kinda just goes along with what I'm saying about just how I deal with struggles, right? So it says, the song is called Put You On Game by Russ and he says, control your emotions. Most of the time it's not really worth it. Don't be ashamed. Don't beat yourself up for not being perfect. He says, protect your energy. People are energy vampires. Once you get burnt, don't put your hand back in the damn fire. Fuck the potential. You should assume they're not going to change. You know, it's okay to cut people off. Don't be afraid. I think that's freaking awesome. That literally just like was therapy to me. But yes, you guys, back to the topic struggles of recovery. Kind of like I've said, like the first thing I do is always just reach out to another recovering addict. And sometimes I want advice. Sometimes I just want them to listen to what I'm going through but just being able to talk about it feels like therapy. And I found that like when I'm talking about anything, sometimes I just have random realizations that come up as I'm talking about it out loud that I didn't realize or know before. You know, one other solution I just thought about is there are crisis hotlines. I think there's a different one for every state, but if you're going through something and for some reason you can't reach anyone, you could always reach out to the crisis center hotlines for your state. And it's it's just someone you can talk to about what you're going through. Anyways, y'all, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I really needed it for myself, and I hope you got something out of it as well. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at thediaryofayoungaddict@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Let's continue to work on being the best versions of ourselves, y'all. Have a great day.